Hello, welcome to the podcast Psychiatry Talk. I'm Dr. Michael Blumenfield, the Sidney E. Frank Distinguished Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at New York Medical College and currently in private practice in Woodland Hills, Los Angeles, California. This podcast will examine various topics in psychiatry and mental health. This will include new interviews with experts in various areas, as well as interviews I've recorded in the past. I will also personally discuss subjects that I've written about in my blog, psychiatrytalk.com, or on new topics. Your comments will always be welcome at mblumenfield at gmail.com. That's mblumenfield, B-L-U-M-E-N-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. And now let's get going with today's podcast. I'm very pleased to be making this presentation about some of my ideas about how psychotherapy will be in the future. I'd like to make 11 points how modern technology and social media will impact behavior and psychotherapy in the future. One, Driverless cars will provide private time during travel, especially during commuting, for people to have long-distance psychotherapy sessions in their vehicles while they're traveling on their commute or to other places. Point two, virtual reality and augmented reality will allow therapists and patients to experience a private 3D realistic experience of being in the same room while many miles apart during psychotherapy. Three, the situation of the therapist being a blank screen upon whom the patient projects his or her fantasies will be complicated since through social media it will be very easy to obtain detailed personal information about the therapist. Four, social media and other techniques will allow therapists to reconstruct patients' earliest experiences, and perhaps the patient and the therapist will be able to together view videos of actual childhood events that will be readily available on the internet. Five, during therapy sessions, therapists we know use their objective and subjective abilities to detect subtle or even unconscious changes in the patient's various mood states, which then enlighten the therapy session. We know that different parts of the brain which deal with emotions become active with electrical and chemical activity. It'll be feasible in the future to monitor such activity and probably project them on a screen. So these activities of the brain that are related to emotions will become available in the therapy session to both the patient and the therapist as they will see objective manifestations of these emotions on a screen available to them for discussion. I have an early version of this, a very early version of this on my phone now. It's an app called Moody's where you talk into the microphone in your your phone for 20 seconds or so, and then it gives you an analysis of your mood. We have a long way to go from that to what I just previously described, but I suspect we're not too far from being able to achieve it.
Six, there will be new medications. One of the most interesting class of drugs will be medications that enhance cognitive function. They will not only treat Alzheimer's disease, but they will also have the potential to improve memory and increase IQ for many people. Seven, new research and new conceptualization will allow us to understand how the human body responds to stresses on a subcellular level, right down to the mitochondria. This is actually being discussed and, and understood at the present time. This is called allostatic load, which transduces psychosocial experiences and resulting emotional responses, both adverse and positive, into significant biological and physiological changes. This changes our understanding of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, etc. This will influence the practice of psychiatry and the practice of medicine. In fact, you can read about more about this in a new book which I edited with Dr. Jim Strain titled Depression as a Systemic Illness. And in this book, you will see some experts in the field discuss how depression is really a two-way street. Depression will affect physical disease, and physical disease can, of course, affect depression. And the biological nature of this is being studied, and we're moving along very quickly in this area. Eight, cyber or internet addiction will be in the next edition of DSM. For example, in China, it's been estimated that there are between 16 and 27 million internet addicts. Various pharmaceutical, electrical stimulation, and psychotherapeutic techniques will be developed to treat this entity. Point nine is, uh, looks at things from a somewhat different aspect, but I think an important one to therapists and patients. So far, various reports have shown between one-third and one-half of newly married couples have met online. Uh, it can be anticipated that with sophisticated pro programming, these pairings will be more successful and the high rate of divorce can, be, can decrease, can be expected to decrease. It will be feasible to introduce testing of compatibility during marital therapy, which may allow the marital difficulties to be more easily examined or to identify that it is highly unlikely for a particularly troubled marriage to succeed. And this will be done with reliability based on uh, our ability to understand these concepts using modern computer technology. Nine is uh, something I think quite interesting, which uh, uh, you've probably thought about, and that is that there will be a new category of human sexuality, which will be robosexuality. This will be, this designation will be for people who have sexual relations with a robot, which will respond and function with human-like movements and speech. For some people, this may just be an occasional interaction with a sexual robot. 
but for others this may be the main, only or preferred sexual object. The meaning of these relationships will have to be explored and understood. And finally, um, perhaps the most dramatic change in the nature of therapy will be when a computer can conduct psychodynamic therapy. There are now computer programs that can do CBT. I envision how a program will be able to analyze patients' productions, learn to encourage further verbalizations on a particular subject, and even make interpretations which will move exploration and insight. There might very well be a system where a human therapist will monitor multiple computer therapy sessions and make adjustments in the direction of the exploration or the nature of the interpretations. This would make therapy more widely available and less expensive. So these are some ideas looking into the future. As you know, some of these things have been um, spoken about and, and developed to varying degrees. And I think when we look back, uh, we will in, in, in a few years, we will see that many of these ideas are coming to full fruition. Thank you very much. This concludes today's podcast. Your comments are always welcome at mblumenfield at gmail.com. That's M-B-L-U-M-E-N-F-I-E-L-D at gmail.com. This is Dr. Michael Blumenfield wishing you a pleasant day.